This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as leading Eagles Saving Nations. We've got to have another great awakening or this nation is over. It's going to topple. I have with me Greg Winslow, Reverend Greg Winslow of If My People and Hidden Manna Ministries. Uh, Greg, welcome back to the Warning Radio program. Thank you, Dr. Hanson. Appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you what. For those that did not hear our first interview, I want you to recap uh, why are we doing this interview now? What is the crisis? What's the emergency? What are your goals and your mandate? Well, in in Nehemiah chapter 2, Nehemiah comes from another country and he inspects the wall. And after he inspects the wall, it says, I hadn't talked to the nobles, but then when he started talking to the nobles and the, the, the people of God there in Jerusalem at the time, he said, you all are aware of the current situation and how the country is in reproach. In other words, they all saw the burnt walls, the trash, the uh, stuff that needed to be done, but no one was doing anything about it. And so Nehemiah began to rally people from priests to common folk to start to build, rebuild the wall and lose the reproach that was in Israel. And, And that's the idea of this uh, prayer event that we are having November 6th. It's a 50-state prayer event. And the idea is everybody sees what's going on in the country. Everybody understands situations going from bad to worse, like you just said on the beginning of your of your broadcast here. If we do not do something, we're going to lose it. Everybody sees that, but we need to be intentional to come together and do Second Chronicles seven fourteen. We need to be intentional about coming together and pray and seeking God's face. So the the election is November eighth. This event is November sixth. We're not praying for a red wave. We're praying for a righteous wave. There's a lot of righteous people running for office, and we're that's what we're looking for. We're looking for God to take the throne whether it be for the first time or again in America. Well, you're so very correct, and we are in a desperate, desperate situation. I've been interviewing righteous candidates um, and those that are incumbent every day this past two weeks, uh, just about every single day, and uh, we are in so 
if I want to say uh, such a crisis that I don't think most Americans understand it unless you're on top of these things. And where my background uh, was law, felony crimes, I've been following this very intensely. I still work with members uh, in Congress, both in, in the federal government and the state government, members in law enforcement and those that are attorneys in the Supreme Court, etc., and we are in trouble, Greg. We are in serious trouble. They're trying to topple the republic. So the yeah. church has to rise up. The church has to be the bride of Christ. We need another great awakening. Uh, certainly, if we put in righteous leaders, that is one step. But even Republicans, many of them now are backing homosexuality. And I wrote a book called The Science of Judgment. Four sins bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. We have to have another great awakening. We have to have, like you said, a repentance. Or either way, this nation will fall. Now, I believe in putting in the righteous leaders, and you and I are working desperately at trying to do that. Uh, putting their name out there, praying, and what you're doing is critical. We've got to have that air support, you know, the bombing by the Air Force, so to speak, before the infantry, the Army invades, and the Marines. And so we have to do our part in all ends, speak the truth, and pray. So continue to talk a little bit about what you're organizing right now. You said November 6th. Tell our audience a little bit more about that. So November 6th is a 50-state prayer event going across the country, starting in New England and coming right across the country. It will take six hours to do. We're, we're praying for three or four things. The country, which could take the whole time, the elections, and basically let Jesus get back on the throne or take the throne. And the church needs to invite him to do that. And when I say the church, I don't mean the older generation of the church. I mean the younger and the older as well, because the younger generation, um, not to speak negatively, but seems somewhat aloof in regards to the things going on in the country and tend to have the it'll all come out in the wash attitude and so we want every state to gather a group of people and there to at least be one youth present to pray for the country because the youth needs to be spurned on to pray and seek God for the country they're about to inherit. And it may not be a nice picture if they do not arise. And so we are um, we're passionate about praying for the country, but we are also passionate about the younger generation praying for the country as well. And uh, we're going to start at 6 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time in the afternoon, 6, in the, six at night in uh, Eastern Standard Time in Boston, and then we're going to go across the country and hopefully end by 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, and we have just about every state on board to pray, to, 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 to pray for their state, their country, this election uh, and and for for Jesus to be welcomed back into this country because in all honesty he gets criticized out of it a lot and it's just it's just wearing to see well I, I totally agree with you I have your your burden your passion your heart and uh, I am very um, concerned too and and uh, as the Holy Spirit in each one of us that's causing us to feel this way so uh, how do people listening right now, and we're going to get this out and it will be available actually in all 50 states. How will people uh, get involved in this? How, how do they do it? 
So for people um, can watch this live because it will be live on Facebook, If My People New England channel and the YouTube Hidden Man of Ministries channel. And basically we're Hidden Man of Ministries doing If My People events. We do other things in the ministry, but the If My People part of it is is the prayer repentance gatherings. And so you'll be able to watch this live, participate. We encourage people when we're getting close to your state to gather, have a handful of people and be praying along with us. Because one thing's for sure, the world is watching what America is doing at its crossroads right now. And if they see a not, if they say a complacent, apathetic church, they will do that as well. But if they see a church rising up taken back, fighting in prayer, they will do that as well. And so the world is watching this country, as it always has, and what we do will have worldly impact. If we're passive, it's no big deal. It will have that impact in the world as well. And um, I'm not, that's not to say that we are the only uh, righteous church. There are churches that are going to do and seek God regardless of what we do. But a lot of churches look up to us. Latin America tends to do what we do. Africa tends to do what we do. And and so we need to show them a church praying for its country. Well, you're correct. I work with the leaders around the world, and uh, they're all concerned, the ones I talk to, about America, its direction. They're concerned, frankly, for the church itself. So much of the church they recognize is dysfunctional, preaching a false gospel, And uh, like the mainline churches that are under the Federal Council of Churches, which right under it is the National Council of Churches and the Geneva-based World Council of Churches that are under a Marxist ideology. And that's why they back sins of abomination. That's why, again, homosexuals get ordained in those churches. Drag queens come into those churches and lead. Uh, We need a great awakening. They know around the world that the church is a mess. I mean, around the world, uh, they broke away from the Episcopalian church. Now it's the Anglican church because of the very sins I'm talking about, ordaining homosexuals as priests. Greg? Um, yes, we, we are in trouble, and that's the thing we're all seeing. Any Bible-believing Christian is seeing the trouble we're in, and the time to rebuild and lose the reproach is now. The time to say, you can count on me to pray for my country is now. A couple, 10, 10 20 years back, that was uh, an area of the church that was delegated to older people, especially older women. Every now and then you'd see a man at the prayer meeting. You'd never see a youth at the prayer meeting. But that is the core of what has to change. We need people to find prayer exciting again. We need people to find prayer answered again we need to you know mary queen of scots says i fear the prayers of john knox one man more than all the armies of europe that was one that was a leader of a country saying this one man is so connected with god that his prayers scare me we don't have that testimony in this country we don't have that testimony where anybody we have jerry nadler for example saying god has no part in the house of representatives years back and um basically uh we are we are in need of of people who know how to connect with god in prayer and make the world terrified of that man and i mean terrified in a right way not in a 
a wrong way. Uh, the, the church is not revered because it is deemed powerless. It's alternate, alternate, alter, how do you say it? It's an alternate, but it isn't a life. Uh, and, and we need to show the, the gospel is the power of God to salvation, not a suggestion, not a alternate lifestyle, not a, you do your thing, we'll do our thing. It's, these people are condemned until they believe the gospel, and we need to get the condemnation off of them, says John three seventeen. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, Paul said, I am a debtor. I am a debtor. And uh, he understood his responsibility. He understood the grace he had received. And now he had totally changed his life around and was trying to give that same grace to others. I am a debtor. And we need to understand that. Uh, so much of the church seems to have forgotten that if they ever knew it because of, again, this sloppy grace and teaching that's been going around. But I am a debtor to Jesus Christ. I know that moves uh, and has always been the core of those people that move the world uh, in the first and second great awakening. They understood they are a debtor. Uh, you understand that. I understand that. That's why we've, again, my life totally changed uh, clear back in 1985 uh, where I was involved with business uh, practices. Uh, uh, I was in law enforcement. I had a career, things like this, as well as a lay pastor. But I am a debtor is totally different. And when, when I understood that reality, when God dealt with my hypocrisy and my vanity and my underforgiveness, and I became, again, a debtor of Jesus Christ, I started moving the nations, moving through the nations after that first supernatural dream. When I got out of the way, my vanity got out of the way, and God could use me. We have okay. to get back to I am a debtor, knowing the grace of God and what brought us out of our own vanity, our own uh, deception. Greg? Interesting that I was reading, interestingly, I was reading today in Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus said, Blessed is the man who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. And we need to bring that hunger and thirst back where, <clears throat> you know, my translation said, Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty, but a lot of other translations are hunger and thirst. And I begin to look up the difference between the word hunger and hungry. And hungry is satisfied after something happens. But hunger, you can still have a hunger for something even after you've eaten. And that's what it's talking about, a hunger for righteousness to come back, a thirst for something in our for for righteousness to come back in our country and and we all know it's going to happen through prayer however the intentionality of prayer has to go forth it has to be to me it's a stop drop and pray moment where we stop what we're doing we drop to our knees and we begin to pray for this country i don't the the country is changing Every month, it's a different-looking country. Every month, it's a crazier newscast coming out, and and the church needs to see. It's fun to have vacations. It's fun to be blessed. But there's a responsibility that we have with this um, country, and it's to preserve it because it was a gift from God. Just like our children are a gift from God, we would never abuse them or neglect them because they're a gift from God. 
And this country was a gift from God, and we have to stop neglecting it and stop abusing it and start taking care of it. Well, I couldn't agree any more with you. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, You know, John Quincy Adams said the glory of the revolution was the bonding of government and Christianity, the bonding. You know, 1811, the Supreme Court ruled it was unconstitutional to remove the Bible from school curriculum. At that time, a man was sentenced uh, who tried to remove it to three months in jail. 1878, Reynolds versus the United States government. The Supreme Court ruled that Christianity and government could not be separated. Couldn't be separated since government is built upon the Bible and Christian beliefs. John Jay, the first chief justice, one of the three authors of the Constitution said, it's the duty of the nation to see that it has Christian leaders. Now, Greg, we could go on and on and on and on. What made this nation the greatest on earth, the greatest, was the bonding. God was there, and you couldn't even run for office as we brought up on the last program, 11 out of the 13 original colonies. If you wanted to run for office, you had to say Jesus Christ was your Lord, your Savior, and your God. And the Bible used in the courtrooms for morality, justice, and ethics. And they're trying to topple, actually God himself, remove him out of this country. Again, we're supposed to be a republic under God. So as you said, we are in a stop what you're doing, get on your knees in prayer moment. Greg? Interestingly, in in second in First Samuel, the story of David and Goliath, David is talking to his brothers and he he uh he says is there not a cause to his brothers and then he says what will be given to the man who who takes down this uncircumcised philistine who has been allowed to defy the armies of god who allowed him to defy the armies of god the army of god allowed him they all should have and could have been the one who took him down but they allowed it out of their fear out of the size of the man they said that they ran but david said he has been allowed by the church to defy the armies of god which gives the impression you do not defy the army of god without defying god himself and so the church has allowed goliaths in the land to defy and mock and even challenge us with no response the response is running behind a flimsy tent running for cover thinking a flimsy tent is going to protect us from from what is coming and that is not the truth we have allowed it we have to stop it we stop it by taking five smooth stones which are the promises of god and we all start slinging them we bombard the enemy's camp with the prayer the promises of god and the the worship the every weapon we have interesting they're called weapons they're not called anything else they're weapons god gave us weapons Yet we're not fighting with them, we're, we're displaying them. These weapons are for warfare, and we need to engage in warfare if we're going to see any type of change. No, you are so correct. We are engaged in a war right now, a spiritual war, and it's going on all 
over the world. They're trying to topple uh, the laws of God around the world. They're trying to remove God's government around the world. They're trying to, in fact, more Christians are dying around the world right now than in all the generations combined. This is an attack on God himself and uh, the people of God. We need to once again understand the battle we're in. Take it seriously. You know, young David understood, and he wasn't afraid. He had already relied on God several times with a bear and the lion, and he understood that God was there, and he had that righteous anger within him when he understood what Goliath was saying and challenging the people of God and God himself, and he rose up and attacked. And that encouraged the armies of Saul. Once again, we got to get back to that reality that God is all-powerful, God is there, and the armies, if you want to say of Saul, the bride of Christ have to rise up and attack. We are in a spiritual battle, and it starts with prayer. David knew who he was. There is no doubt he got alone with God so much of the time when he was attending the sheep, and he was meditating on the things of God, the laws of God, the morality of God. He was singing to God. He spent so much time with God in prayer. Greg? I think the story of David and Goliath is a story for such a time as this. The, the post-captivity books are speaking volumes to us right now of Nehemiah's that rose up, of Esther's that rose up, of Ezra's that rose up, of Mordecai's that rose up, and, and made an impact in the country by their stand. And I want to encourage anybody listening to this call, your stand affects people, it affects your area, your sphere of influence, it may even affect your nation. And to not be afraid to step out and believe God to be with you, respond for you, because those stories aren't stories that we could say, nice story, they're testimonies. And when we read them, it's God saying, this can be done again if I have an Ezra, a Mordecai, a Nehemiah, a and Esther, these people who will rise up and believe what the word says, all those people influence their nation because they refuse to be passive. And, and, and Nehemiah's heart was broke just uh, the fact that the people were oppressed and the wall was broken. He was gloomy for many days because the news of what was going on hit him so hard. Would to God that we would have a heart that is that sensitive that the negative news would force us to fasting and prayer and action like it did him because he changed the uh, face of his country by taking action and not just hearing gloomy news, but responding accordingly to it. So anybody listening, my challenge to you is join us November 6th, gather a group of people to be praying for the country, not for an election, and then it ends. We need to get beyond we're praying for elections. We need to be praying uh, regardless of an election. We need to be praying for the, the seven mountains because they are all corrupted. And if we're going to bring redemption, we have to invite the Lord through prayer back in. That's so true, Greg. I, I just uh, couldn't say it better. I've had Reverend Greg Winslow, if my people, on today. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get back on our knees. Join this great effort. Let's bring God back into America. Again, Reverend Greg Winslow, if my people. Now listen, 
to the science of judgment. God bless you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations, as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and Shalom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.